going on everyone welcome welcome to another awesome episode of elder scrolls off the record today is turdos mid-year the 12th our show is sponsored by tweaked audio tweakedaudio.com for quality headphones and 30 percent off use our code off the record all one word at tweakedaudio.com Also by Audible. AudibleTrial.com slash Quest Gaming Network. Use that to get your free downloaded book today at AudibleTrial.com slash Quest Gaming Network. You can find us at Elder Scrolls Off the Record.com. Our Facebook is at Facebook.com slash Elder Scrolls Off the Record. And you can tweet us at Elder Scrolls OTR. Watch this episode live at twitch.tv slash quest gaming network every single thursday at 7 p.m and if you miss it you can follow it live uh well you can follow the show at uh, youtube.com slash quest gaming network we're gonna have a different show for you today guys we're gonna be uh we're gonna show you a video six minute video on crypto hearts we're gonna lead the show off with that first uh, then we're going to delve into Craglorn a little bit on the PTS. We're actually going to play on the PTS a little bit and show you some of that as well. And then later on, we've got uh, news director Joe Bradford over at E3. Uh, he'll be on his way home from that soon. We're going to give him a call on Skype, and we're going to ask him uh, his impressions of the arena, the highly controversial arena, three versus three versus three play and all the information you need to know regarding can you even expect this in the game or not now now i'll tell you right now you're going to want to hold on to that uh give us maybe about solid half hour maybe and we'll be into it so uh we'll we'll talk a little bit about that but first uh before we go any further i am your show host today fellow tamrielic traveler and humble host of course of arwen and i'm joined by the one and only lore master himself Lewis, the lore master Olan. Hello, Ivarwin. Thank you for the kind intro, sir. Hello, everyone. Hello, Twitch, YouTube. Hey, chat room. What's going on? And we uh, we don't have Shank. And we don't have Mori today. Uh, unfortunately, they, they couldn't be here today. They've got uh, things going on in their personal lives. Couldn't make it out. Uh, but we have the one and only Peasant King himself. <laughs> Mark, you of Tamriel. You just said you don't have Mori. <laughs> Did I say that? Yeah, you yes. said certainly we don't have Shank or Mori. Oh. Well, uh, now you're Dave. <laughs> Excellent. The Jerin root I slipped into their beverages. Work to treat. <laughs> sorry about that. Uh, no Shank and Dave, uh, but we have Mori, and I'm sorry for that. <laughs> hey, Obadooks. There we go. Got that in as well. Yeah. Yeah. That works. Um, so, yeah. That's it. That's uh, that's our show. Good night, guys. Good night, everyone. No, no I'm not joking. <laughs> uh, we're going to be logging into, into Elder Scrolls uh, very, very soon. Um, but first, I want to I show this video of the, uh, the, the Crypt of Hearts. Now, this, this released... It's released last week, I believe, right, guys? Yes. Yeah. 
Actually, you know what? Um, I was perusing around their website. Hey, let me let me swap this out here uh, onto the old the old video. You can see I got the chat room here on the right. Hopefully that'll be able to uh, to stay. Um, Hero of Tamriel statue, Breton. This thing looks pretty cool. We'll use this as as the quick to mention. Um, they're actually going to be selling this pretty soon. Are you uh, are you guys in game? Or are you are you out of game? I'm in game. You're in game. What uh, about in you? Game at the moment, you're yes. in game. Okay. I was going to share the link over, but yeah, let me maximize this. So so for those of you out there um, who might be interested in something like this, you can pre-order the the first uh, first collectible statue. Oh, I love that statue. Yeah. yeah from right. gaming. Oh, I made this sad. Yeah. Oh man! Only a thousand of these are going to be made. Now they've got a standard edition, which let me uh, let me show this. Oh wow! Look at all the detail on that. Yeah, mm -hmm. like if you compare it to the, like the Molo Ball statue, which is like really good. Like it's it's ridiculous. Like, oh how yeah. Much, how much more um, effort and detail they put into it? Mm -hmm. Yeah, without a doubt. Here, let me let me get my Molag Ball statue for a minute. We got a we got a couple of extra minutes on the show at first. Um, the show the old uh, the old podcast listeners. So um, pan out a little bit. So this is the Molag Ball statue. Oh, so so anti-hero and really not showing this at all. That tiny little window. Let me swap that to <laughs> my other. This little torment. Hey, help me yeah. out! Help me! Help me! Help me die, big jerk! Man, tormented! Oh my goodness! Well, that's the old man from Dungeon Quest coming out there. Help me! Yeah. Help me, Dan! <laughs> I am Molag Ball Grandpa. Oh, jeez. So, there's <laughs> really no reason for that. <laughs> now I'm scared. Yeah, everyone should be. Um, let's go back to this. So, obviously, you can see that uh, the detail uh, between the between Molag Ball that came in the collector's edition and uh, what you're going to be getting here with uh, the standard Breton uh, statue. It's far more detailed. Now they've got some kind of collector's edition, which right now all I can tell different about it is that, you know, maybe there's just some smoke in the picture. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sad though that they don't have the like Wraith uh, version of the of the Breton from you know from later on. That'd been awesome if it kind of you know is, is decaying face. That'd have been an amazing stash. I believe they do. I, I think they do. Oh, okay. Yeah, there are two versions of them. Yeah, I think oh, that's wow. what this exclusive Swap edition is. Yeah, there we go. The second picture on the exclusive edition popped up. Um, now, it's not a full-on shot like the other one was, but you can definitely tell, like, you know, if you look at his face, like, he's got some kind of, uh, as, as uh, probably uh, Lou and, and uh, Sith Lord Korv would say, some dark side corruption up here. In the <laughs> mm -hmm. So we got that. So, yeah. Wow. What do you guys think? 500 exclusive editions, 1,000 standard editions. It's amazing to just hole in the pocket where the money used to be. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, you know, not even pockets because I have no money. I had so much pants to buy one. Slash throws money at screen. Just take it. <laughs> take it already. Oh, I would. If I could have my, my large book and, and that and then the... Uh, I don't know if you guys showed the uh, Dark Brotherhood hoodie that was for women, which I would have gladly wore. 
no, as well. I, I didn't see that. That was a, a couple mm. of months ago. I think that came out. Yes. All a right. Months ago it came out. The standard edition is uh, it's a hundred dollars. Well, actually, how are they doing this? Retail price for the statue is three hundred, but you'll be charged a hundred dollar deposit when you reserve your copy. All right, I'm trying to figure out though if this is the the same price for the standard and the exclusive edition, or they've got to be selling it differently, right? You would think so. Yeah, you'd think. I don't know. Yeah. Don't. Know. I think we know the other edition would be slightly more price. Yeah, it looks like they only have the one on their site right now, or yeah. the, one, the one price listed, right? Yeah. That must be it. So there's probably even better... Okay, so it says right here, even better, the exclusive edition includes an alternative headpiece featuring the character's undead appearance. Wow. I don't want to miss your chance. Oh, yeah. yeah. Wow. That's amazing. Yeah. That's cool. So you basically take his head off and put the undead head on. <laughs> <laughs> A little creepy. Well, I would have okay. rather had... Um, an actual way down to decapitate him. Like, I, I, I don't know. I, I just don't like the idea of an undead head in a box. Seems a little creepy. Mm. Like, even for me. <laughs> and for you, Maury, that's creepy. Yeah, exactly. Without like, a doubt. It, it, it'll be ESO 7 reference. What's in the box? Oh, <laughs> what's in the box? What's, what's in the, the box? box? <laughs> I'll tell you what, though. Speaking of boxes... Um, this is this is definitely off topic. I'm sorry, but uh, I got sent this this awesome little mug from oh yes from Fred today. Our Swotor Reforged swag mug. Uh, I got this today. I'm so excited about it. I, I had it to show it on on the the next show that we did. I actually opened this up today. So uh, huge thanks to Fred for my Swotor Reforged uh, mug. So. Yes, thank you, Fred. Got mine today as well. Yeah, we're gonna be uh, we're gonna be selling we're gonna be selling mugs like this. Uh, obviously, this is the one for Swotori Forge. We're gonna be selling them uh, for for Elder Scrolls Off the Record. Hopefully by by the end of the summer. I'm I'm assuming though probably by the end of the year, and we'll we'll announce you know more stuff about that later on. But we've got we've got swag and it's on its way. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh yeah, baby. All right. Uh. I think that's enough vamping, as as Shank would say if he were here, right? Shank's dead. Oh, the Jerry oh, Root. It's always time for vamping. Jerry oh, Root. <laughs> Fred, what's wrong with you? Fred. Laurie, <laughs> <laughs> what's wrong with you? <laughs> well, apart from the fact you've called me Dave and Shank Fred. and yeah. called me Fred. Just be happy I haven't called you Jenny. Well, you know it, Bob, when you know we like to keep that secret. Giggity. Pajawa. Pajawa. <laughs> All right, so here's the Crypt of Hearts video, guys. This is going to be about, uh, it's going to be about six minutes long. And it's, uh, I wouldn't have shown it on today's show because I really want this to be a gameplay show. But, but the fact of the matter is that there's a lot of really good information that the developers get out about the new Crypt of Hearts uh, update, which is coming out at the end of June. So you're only a couple of weeks away uh, at best, so or at the most rather. So uh, kick back, relax, and uh, listen to uh, Paul Sage and company discuss uh, what you can expect from from Crypt of Hearts.
Howdy, everyone. I am Paul Sage. I'm Nick Conkle. I'm Maria Alaprando. And I'm Rich Lambert. So today we're going to be showing you one of our veteran dungeons, and that is the Crypt of Hearts. This will be coming out around the end of June. The thing about veteran dungeons, in particular, this very most recent one, is that they are hard. I think that's what we'll be showing a lot of here. <laughs> the good news is that we have the benefit of editing to make us look like we never die, although we do die quite a bit. The, the bad news is that we're still going to be having to deal, deal with this incredibly challenging encounter. And, and when you guys deal with it too, you'll really see how, how hard it can be. One of the things I'm trying to focus on as DPS is I'm going around and making sure I interrupt all the monsters. I have an ability called Deep Breath, which allows me to do a AOE interrupt. Also, I use a standard of might to stop taking a whole lot of damage. Speaking of dying, that's actually probably my responsibility. <laughs> so I chose Sorcerer Tank for this, and I particularly like Sorcerer Tanks because not only do I have my uh, sword and board, but my Sorcerer abilities augment that by uh, allowing me to go into lightning form, which gives me extra shielding. Of course, Puncture or Ransack with my uh, sword and board abilities really keep the taunt alive on the monster so the monster will follow me while everybody else does all the work. This, uh, this boss is particularly challenging I mean, in, a lot of, in a lot of ways. It was the one that is, uh, has maybe the most learning curve just because there's so many mechanics. Uh, you need to tank the boss and face her away from the group because she's going to shoot out this storm of lightning. Uh, she also picks a random person to drop an entire uh, area that chases them and they have to run a, run a lap. Like you can see it happening right there to, to make sure that they don't get hit by it. Uh, she'll web a team member and then someone has to come free them. Yeah, in these dungeons, the, the monsters tend to hit so hard, um, you know, even with their base attacks and, and just dealing with that, that if you're not properly interrupting and, and blocking their, their really powerful ones, uh, you'll go down very fast. It's really important that every member of the group play really well. Healers take note, uh, you are going to be in for a lot of work. For this particular run, I was playing a Nightblade healer, basically using the Restoration Staff. I have my shield in there to help out when times get really close, and the rest of the time I'm running around trying to keep people alive and trying to stay out of the fire. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, it's a pretty complicated fight to, to learn all the way through, but uh, when everyone does their part right, uh, you can take her down. Which is kind of what we did there. Which is <laughs> totally what we did there. Yeah. In one take, too. That did not take five takes. First try. <laughs> yeah. Take that, Rosalind Walthamas. I still don't know how you pronounce that name. <laughs> All right, and here we are with a, a different boss encounter. Uh, this is actually starts off, it uh, kind of fools you. It starts off with uh, two of these Daedra here that we're going to fight. One is lightning and one is fire. One of the reasons we went for uh, the uh, flame twin first was Rich is actually a vampire, so we're a little bit afraid of all the fire damage we're going to be taking, and since he's our main healer, oh, we want to make went. sure that he doesn't uh, suddenly get bursted down. Now, why did you pick a vampire, Rich? <laughs> that is just my style. No tactical advantage, I just like the red eyes. I do. As Maria said, fire hurts. Skeletal yeah, He comes out, there. Yeah. he does the big stomp attack right off the get-go, so everyone has to just not rush in right away and get hit by the big stomp attack with it there. Oh, God. Oh, but Yay, Paul. Paul and I are super excited about fighting this <laughs> boss. Uh, so, yeah, he summons these adds that you generally want to kite because they'll explode when they die. Um, meanwhile, you got to keep DPS on the boss uh, off in the background, and then he'll initiate these waves of fire or lightning, depending uh, on the phase. 
and it's kind of becomes every man for himself, right? You can see we're kind of working together here. Rich is doing a pretty good job of throwing out heals for, a, but a lot of times the group will get separated, and you just kind of have to do your best to avoid taking damage and keeping yourself alive for the for the duration because it's just it's so quick. These fires start dropping down, so you can yeah. see one here. Like I'm way in the back, and oh well, I'm separated. I guess I'll just hang back here and hope I don't die. Yeah. So when Paul goes down here, right, and we can see the nifty death recap showing how he died, the key thing is um, it's not it's not over, right? Maria can come in and run into battle resum. And while that's happening, uh, I can, well, we'll cut to that. I can, I can stand back and tank him for a second with some, some roll dodging. I'll bow tank him. Uh, you can see there. I don't want to get hit with any of those because I'll just die. Yeah, so even though rolls are important, uh, picking up uh, the slack for others in your party who might not be as good is pretty common. Uh, yeah, so as he gets lower and lower, you can start seeing the cadence of these, uh, <laughs> these explosions and lightning bolts starts going up. And it basically gets to the point where uh, you can't, you can't hold it. You can't hold it together. It's going to fall apart, and it's just a race. It's a race for survival. It's a race to the finish. And everyone's spamming their abilities and their heals and just trying to stay alive as well as they can. And you got to be dodging and keeping yourself alive and healing everyone you can and doing as much damage to that guy as you possibly can. And I, I find the best way to finish this off is flat on your back, which is good. <laughs> <laughs> you, you definitely had your share of those. Yeah. Yeah, so first try, we killed that guy, which is good because, you know, there was no editing there. <laughs> <laughs> All right, here we are. We're uh, getting to the uh, final boss battle in uh, Crypt of Hearts here. And uh, so this sword is something you run in, you activate, and you summon the boss. And uh, you can kind of see a little bit about what's going on here. Just go touch it. I'm sure nothing bad will happen. <laughs> glowing sword in the middle of yeah, the room. Yeah, just go touch yeah. it. But we're, we're going to save that for uh, you to experience when you go through the veteran uh, version of Crypt of Hearts. Yeah, this guy is no joke. You definitely want to be fully buffed when you take him on. Is he going to use that sword later? Uh, there's a 100% chance he will use that sword later. Might be time for more circle of protection. Yeah. Oh, that's about. <laughs> okay. You, uh, you heard it. Right there. Now, uh, as you saw, I uh, expertly uh, wrote down some some nice little notes here on what we were watching. So, <laughs> uh, far my my intrepid heroes here uh, have not yet remembered uh, exactly what uh, we were we were listening to. Um, I can bail them out. So, Maury, what do you think? All I remember was the woman said, "Just touch it; nothing bad will happen." All right, so you basically suck. So, Lou. Uh, <laughs> Uh, no, seriously, that was it, or is there anything that maybe you wanted to call attention to? Uh, I, I like the fact that he was utilizing, you know, they were utilizing the bow and things like this, uh, vampire skills as a healer. Um, you know, we've, we've had nerfs and, you know, people saying that, like, uh, stamina-based weapons are underpowered and all this, you know, I'm an advocate of it as well, but it's nice to see that they're still playing the game like the way they want to play even if the lie the people you know the people who are playing aren't necessarily um doing that so it's nice to see that they're kind of sticking to the thing and it's nice to see that obviously they're, they're coming up with the with the content still yeah well I'm, I'm kind of glad you brought that up because um i sort of want to talk about uh something that that came up during a live stream that I did uh, yesterday, which was my Nightblade and Bow character on the PTS, which if you saw that, God, I'm sorry that you had to be dragged through that torture. 
because uh, I had I I, Thanks I, for I that. what's that? I pre- I appreciate that. The, it was the, terrible. It was it was the worst thing ever. It was just horrible. Um, so well, I mean, I don't know more. Do you you have a uh, a Nightblade with a bow on the PTS that you can play? Uh, no, no, because I I played um, almost twelve games game time on live server with it. All right, no no so, problem. But I, I want you to when we get to it, I wanna I wanna I want you to air out a little bit about what about what you've been uh, thinking behind the scenes there with it. Uh, now specifically back on. Um, crypt of hearts basically what we were watching was a introduction to all the different bosses that are going to be in in the crypt of hearts dungeon coming out in june uh they're saying it's meant to be difficult we saw bosses with with lots of mechanics uh they're saying that they hit very hard you're going to have to block healing is going to be very intensive uh we saw some some uh, ads that you have to kite uh otherwise they explode in your face um I think Nick was playing a Nightblade. That was a character, uh, the character with the bow. I think that might have been a Nightblade. And uh, I like the fact that he was, uh, as as a, a quote is, he was roll tanking. <laughs> I thought that was very, very interesting. Um, again, this is all coming out in June. So, end of June. That brings me over to Lou. Any Any thoughts on this? First off, I'm glad they, they just said it out there. It's, it's from their mouths directly that this content is going to be hard. It's going to be difficult, and it's meant to be so. Right. Uh, I mean, they even mentioned, you know, even their basic attacks for the regular mobs and, and the bosses, you know, they still, it'll hurt quite a bit. Um, I also like the fact they emphasized, I believe maybe even uh, Paul, who may have said it, that uh, it's important that, uh, or maybe Nick, that, you know, in the case that you are separated from the group or you're just isolated for a brief moment of time, that you have to be able to take care of yourself, so to speak. Mm. All right. You know, even though if you're not in the quote unquote role of the healer, you know, everyone has to be prepared to fend for themselves, whether it's healing, uh, doing damage, or picking up, uh, you know, the taunt, you know, being the tank for a few seconds while someone recovers. You know, and I think that's one thing that a lot of people have to remember still is that, you know, the game, yeah, allows us to assign roles, but in the end, you know, you need that flexibility in order to survive. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's part of the challenge is, you know, are players flexible enough or are they so hardline into, I only do this, I only do this, I only do this, and, you know, I don't understand why I'm failing. I, I guess the church is just still trying to get that people in mindset, hey, be able to adopt all three roles. And I think that's one of the biggest strengths of this game, that it forces you to, you know, not be pigeonholed. I've definitely seen that myself in uh, in my own gameplay. Um, I I love being able to go from my, my, my crazy leveling semi-tank DPS build to just straight-out heals. And uh, it, I find it like really exciting that when I walk into a group, you know, maybe to do a dark, a dark anchor, um, I find it really exciting to say like, oh man, it doesn't look like we have enough healers. Well, let me go ahead and whip out my heal staff and start healing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's great. I love it. And, and I'm effective at it. I, and for, for uh, a Templar who is really looking to tank, 
I've got like two pieces of, of light armor on. And uh, the rest of it is all heavy armor. For a guy like that to effectively be able to heal? Nice. It's it's pretty cool. Um, so I'm, I'm interested in, uh, in that. Now, Mori, the other side of this too is... Um, what you're what veteran you're VR 10 now right 12 congratulations thank you that was a uh, few a week or so ago maybe well actually I was VR 12 two days after Kragron release as um as the only so, person here with a VR 12 character right now how do you feel for Crypt of Hearts are you ready for it honestly I um I'm more ready uh for doing the Craglorn Trials. That that's where my main focus is. And as a Nightblade, um, like I have, don't think I can do it. Which is why I'm in the process of leveling up a um, a Dragonite right now. But um, I think I would like to do Crypt of Hearts. I would like to try a uh, City of Ash, which I believe also released um, when Craglorn came out. Mm-hmm. It did. But it's just. Um, you know, having the right group of people who are up at the, the kind of max levels to be able to go and take on this. Um, something in the chat room just popped up. Someone said, "I want to, I want to play a game where the uh, uh, the developers actually listen to to its fan base." Um, we actually have in the chat room right now uh, lead host of Tisocast Road. Who uh, who sort of addressed that, and I, I want to thank him um, on the air for addressing it because I, I I really do believe this. I, I don't think anyone here is going to challenge it either by saying uh, now Road had said now just because the company doesn't necessarily listen to exactly what you as an individual want, uh, they are listening. I've been watching the changes; they are listening. Um, you know, I'm going to back up my friend Road 110 percent and say you know I've I've seen that too, and we've we've talked about it on the show before. Uh, when it comes to this next update, and the reason why I'm bringing this up is because I think you're going to see this when we when we click over to the PTS. Um, they they are listening. So I look. I know things are things are rocky and tough right now. Uh, there's a lot of silly rumors out there about you know the game is losing uh, players and and what the game's going to go free to play. It has to go free to play and silliness. Uh, really, it is too early to tell any of that garbage and even if it I, it's just silliness I, I mean it, any other statements from me beyond that would just be out of sheer ignorance and I'm not going to cloud up the podcast with that kind of crap uh, but when it comes to this next update I, I think it does really show that that they are in fact listening and and uh, I think Road highlighted it very well inside the chat room he said just because they're not, they may not listen exactly to what you're saying they are listening to the majority and they're listening in general so um, bear with him, folks. Um, anything else, guys, on Crypt of Hearts before we, we head over to the public test server? Nope, I'm good. No, I'm good. Good. Okay. Uh, so we're going to head on over to, to the, the uh, public test server. Uh, there's a couple of things that I want to I wanna highlight first before we go. Uh, Lou or or Mori, you guys, can you tab tab out of game? Yeah. Yeah. All right. Um. 
So, Mori, what I'm going to do is I'm going to I'm just going to send you the link here for well, do you have it? Do you have the link for the for the uh, patch notes? Yeah, I've got the PTS patch notes. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Would you mind just explaining um, the big changes, uh, veteran crypto hearts, and all that? The, then this is the patch notes for um, the the public test server. So you can just go into the overview a little bit and some of the top while I bring up the uh, the game itself. Yep. Uh, it says, welcome to the Elder Scrolls Online version 1.2.0. This version contains our second major content update, the introduction of the new Veteran Crypt of Hearts dungeon, as well as many other fixes and refinements of gameplay, quests and more. We have also added a new FOV slider for the first person view and improved the interact interactability with the world. We're looking forward to your feedback for this patch. So be sure to let us know what you think. Big changes. Veteran Crypt of Hearts. Veteran Crypt of Hearts open. So the these are these are the so these are the big changes coming for the the Veteran Crypt of Hearts is is what they're saying. What? Sorry. As in, like what what you're about to read now is the big changes coming up for Veteran Crypt of Hearts. Uh yes. Okay. Okay. Uh, Veteran Crypt of Hearts is open. The Lich Niran F has returned to inflict endless agony on the spirits he trapped in the original Crypt of Hearts. Fight mysterious danger and ultimately the Lich himself to free those souls and an entirely new content experience. Veteran Crypt of Hearts continues the story begun in the original dungeon. This veteran dungeon is intended to challenge for groups of veteran rank 12 player characters. Then we go into the FOV slider. Yeah, well, you we'll, can click back in game. I'm about to log in. Okay, cool. All right, so uh, right off the bat here, uh, we're we're being we're being told about veteran crypto hearts, uh, how it's gonna it's gonna continue the story, and then um, as well as what you can see on the PTS now, I would highly recommend. If you're if you're big into the community like we are for Elder Scrolls Online, you're going to want to download the public test server because it's always good to see what's coming in the game. Um, and especially with the oh boy, okay, <laughs> sorry about that. Uh, especially when it comes to what's coming in the game soon, you're gonna you're gonna want to you're gonna want to check that out. So the the one thing that people have been asking for that is on its way is the field of view slider. We're going to be showing that a little bit. Plus, they're saying that you can now pick up armor and weapons that exist in the game just laying about the world instead of having to constantly um, loot chests in order to find this stuff. That's up coming up next. Um, ba -ba -ba -ba. Guys, would you mind inviting me to, to group... I think we gotta find each other first. Yeah. Where are you guys? You're uh, you're in Belkarth. Yep. Yes. Belkarth. All right. So I'm just gonna use the uh, the way shrine. Just this way it goes faster. Yeah. I'll start moved next to the way shrine as well, so you can see me. Cool. Thanks. Oh, thanks. So we're actually gonna be trying. We're we're gonna try our best to to show some of this stuff as we as we move around Craglorn, showing you Craglorn. Uh, such as it is on the PTS, of course, and um, giving our general des description of, of how we feel Craglorn is on the live server and what the current uh, state of, of the game is after 
after level 50 and into veteran rank. So we're going to show you the field of view slider. Uh, we're going to show you how you can pick up uh, armor and weapons. And of course, now they're also saying that they've improved the interior lighting inside the game too, which, you know, for some of you um, uh, graphics guys, this, uh, you know, Shank, <laughs> hello, this will uh, this will interest you, of course. Uh, and they're also saying that solo versus versus group content callouts have been added to the game, and they give the example of uh, Spindle Clutch will now be will now be shown as Spindle Clutch group instance to differentiate it between the group instance and the the solo version of of Spindle Clutch. It's to help reduce confusion. Uh, they say specifically. Uh, to reduce confusion when separated from your friends while entering solo instances, all doors and loading screens will now tell you what type of instance you are about to enter. For example, this, the door to Spindle Clutch will now be displayed as, in quotes, Spindle Clutch Group Instance, end quote. All right, Holmes, where are you at, kid? We're, um, we're all standing around, I think. Fight the group. Yeah. All right. Hey, what's going on, ladies? Yeah, team of ladies. Can I can I say this? This actually, I still dislike. I am Mori is trolling me by by moving around, and I'm trying to invite him to a group, and I can't because he's <laughs> moving around. Like I still, I still don't like that. I haven't gotten used to it. The F thing. No. No, I'm not. I'm not into no. that. All right. Uh, does everyone have their their horses ready? I mean, we ready to run out, or do we need to wait on anything? I like the fact in that F that you can actually report to players. So you got to run up to them, press F, and select report. That's awesome. So you just have to chase around bots like F F F. No. <laughs> so I'm on the um, I'm on the uh, poppy pony. Okay. While you guys are rocking the imperial, I thought I'd um, I thought I'd go for the um, the cash shop horse. <laughs> yes. We were on the paygate horses. Yeah, we're on the paygate <laughs> horses. So, uh, you can feel free to throw all the hate you want to us uh, for riding our paygates around. <laughs> okay, so we're going questing. Yeah, we're going to go questing. Um, I'll show you the field of view. Uh, I think everyone's waiting for the field of view slider, you think? Yeah. Yeah. All right, let's show that. Okay. All right, so right now, as it stands on the PTS, you hit the escape button, right? There's my there's my pretty girl. Her name is Jenny Ann, by the way. No idea where I got that name from. Uh, so you click on settings. Guys, are you there? Or are you just like, am I just not funny? <laughs> <laughs> We're here. We're just right. setting you up. Now. It's not funny. <laughs> uh, if you click on settings and you go down to camera, click on that. Uh, first person right here, the, these two sliders, field of view is the bottom one. And as I was saying on that god-awful live stream I was doing yesterday, what's nice is the the values here go from uh, 70 to 130, and default is 100. They have this little button here where you can reset the default. No matter what you set it to, you can snap it right back to, to its default. So we're going to show you uh, both ends of the spectrum here to give you an idea of, of what what this looks like. Now, here's here is normal field of view. This is at the value of a hundred. Watch the edges of the screen, and of course, when I when I pull out my weapon, I'm going to 
Just watch how my weapon looks as compared to the screen. And podcast listeners, I'm, I'm sorry. Uh, maybe this isn't exactly uh, the most conducive listening uh, in entertainment for you, but um, if you want to check out what I'm looking at, you can either check out the PTS or, or maybe our, our YouTube video. I, I mean, I could describe it. I could say that Ivarwin is standing there in his heavy armor holding a rather impressive weapon. Um that's glinting in the Kreglon sunlight and shimmering with lightning enchantment, which could be shocking. Do you like that? Was that good? How, how is it that you haven't become a poet? Uh, I, I am a poet. <laughs> Morikyu, poet laureate. Yes. So here is, here is Field of View at 70. Um, you can see the everything is just much closer to you and the the screen like the picture itself everything in the picture is just closer to the edges of your screen it's kind of like watching a movie in full screen versus widescreen which if you're under uh, if you're under the age of 20 if you're between the age of 20 and 15 you probably have no idea what i'm talking about because every movie's been released <laughs> as widescreen <laughs> since then but uh, it it, it kind of looks like that. What do you guys think? Are you uh, you guys do following along here? Mm -hmm. Yeah, it, it's definitely a welcome addition. I guess the quality of life for for players. Uh, it's given a much broader field of vision. It's always welcome. So, all right, now let's uh, let's get a broader field of view here, and let's pump it all the way up to 130. Yeah. Now, uh, I so haven't that's moved. That's a eleven. <laughs> that's a. What was that? That was a, a quote from a film. Don't worry. Okay. <laughs> all right. So you, you you just showed them the default field view, which was at seventy. Now you're going all the way to the max. That's currently well available on the PTS. Default field of view is a hundred. Hundred. Okay. I brought it down to seventy, and especially your character in particular, I think is is where the the biggest. Um, the biggest change, I think, in the view right now is 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 readily seen. You looked, uh, your character was occupied most of my screen region, to the point where you were almost close to the edge of my the left hand edge of my screen. Now I've moved it all the way up to one thirty, and not okay. only are you close to the middle of the screen, but we can see your entire body. Uh, you're much much smaller. The 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 weapon in my hand, you can see the hilt. Uh, part of the top of my hand at the very bottom edge of the screen. It's just a, a wider view of the world. Now let's um. Hey, play an instrument. See how it looks. An instrument? Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. Let's let's do the loop. That's my favorite instrument, by the way. Okay, so you can actually see. You can actually see it in my hands. Giggity. Giggity. Guys want to see my loop. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Your finger movements, the instrument itself, that's pretty cool. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Looks a little goofy in the left hand there. I think they need to, uh, the, it needs to be updated a little bit, but. Oh, I'm playing the, I'm playing the, the flute. I'll tell you what we've got in this game. Blow darts. <laughs> uh, yeah, I can see that. Just like. 
Let's uh, let's go all the way back to 70 now. Yeah. I think that I, I pointed out your where you were in my screen going back from 130 to 70. You can I think a lot of the listeners and, and viewers can definitely see now. It's kind of ridiculous. So, all right, uh, and then let's snap it back to to default, and uh, play the loot again. There we go. Now you can see a little bit of the little bit of the loot in the left hand where when I had it back to seventy, you barely could see you couldn't see the instrument at all, and you could barely see my fingers as I was as I was playing the uh, the instrument. All right, that's field of view slider, guys. Uh, chat right. room. Let's kick it out to the chat room. What do you guys think? They're not paying attention, apparently. Oh, all right. that's that's heartbreaking. <laughs> yeah, they're, they're not here for us. They're not here for it's, us. They're here to hang out. Well, good on them. Yeah, yeah. It's um, very warm here talking about hanging out. So I am. <sighs> oh, God. Maury, what? Even my, uh, my sweat's sweating. It's terrible. <sighs> Sorry? What, in Craglorn? What? No, in real life. Real life, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm bacon too, by the way. Yeah. You're in clothes, though. I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> Awkward. <laughs> yep. So, All right. how about that World Cup? Now? So yeah, you know, um, it's like that scene from the South Pole, and it's that that fat guy, and he's just kept running around as a woman. That's me right now. I'm running around as a hot chick and a naked fat guy playing it. Oh yeah. You really know how to inspire vomit-inducing uh, images. They love it. <laughs> All right, guys, let's move out and uh, let's let's play a little Craglorn. Sweet. Where are we going? Are we going to the observatory? Um. Yep. Did you guys already? I did that quest because right? I didn't think you wanted to ruin the story, so I did that already. Okay. Just got a text message from Bradford, by the way, saying he'll be he'll be. Uh, Ready in five minutes, so we'll we'll be giving him a call pretty soon. Cool. And we'll move things on over. Uh, Lou, did you need to pick up a quest? Well, yeah, I picked it up. Uh, I just picked up the Stargazers, and I have to go to the observatory and speak to the NPC. All right. Now, that's you in front of me. You're, you're on the way, right? Moving mm -hmm. up there? Okay. Uh, I guess, hey, you know, we'll take this opportunity to, to take a look uh, inside and see how the interior lighting looks. Considering that that's a major point in their public test server notes. Mm-hmm. Wow. I see stargazers, and I think of something else. Like star lasers. Yeah. <laughs> or, or like a star geezer. Star's star like, is right. a top guy. Do you uh, have geezers in America? Like... Geezers? A man, a man is a geezer. Yeah, like uh, yeah, yeah, like like old... if you're from London, like oh yeah, man. Oh no, that's Jamaican, not London. Uh, <laughs> like like the, like a fuddy duddy. No, fuddy duddy is an old man who's repressed. Well, anyone can be repressed, and that's a fuddy duddy. Oh, thanks for clarifying that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, a geezer's. You know, it's like a, it's like a rude boy, but from London. Uh, a geezer is a rude boy from London. Yeah. Wow. Uh, over here, a geezer is just an old <laughs> crotchety bastard. <laughs> oh, okay. No. <laughs> I'm a bit of a geezer, but I'm not from London. Yeah. So. You are. You are a little, a little crotchety in your, in your sprightly youth of, of just about over thirty. 
Wow, you just you're going about me naked and nah, you're talking about my crotch. Nice. <laughs> Lou, oh, how's that how's that quest coming along, Lou? <laughs> I'm very crotchety. <laughs> yeah, you are. But that that's oh, why we yeah. like it. You are you're you're our salty British guy. <laughs> wow, salty. <laughs> salty. As if Liz were here, she'd be like, remember salty on the tongue? <laughs> Uh, no, we've just been talking about crushes and I talking about salt. <laughs> wow, Pajawa. <laughs> so I I don't know I, I'm not I'm not seeing any difference here in the in the uh, interior lighting, but that's because I'm very bad at noticing this kinds of thing. I mean, do you guys notice it? Plus, you've never been here before. Well, yeah, that is that's very very true. What do you think, Maury? You've been here before. Um, it is, it seems, a lot more warmer. Like in the entrance hall, it seems a lot warmer as if it's lit. Um, you know, like, mm. I look at like vanilla Skyrim and then you add like, uh, maybe a, a lighting mod, like it makes the thing feel warmer and that's what it kind of feels like. I'll tell you what, I, I, I am noticing this. Um, the, the interior, the vestibule, of uh, stargazers, something or other. Uh, <laughs> uh, it's as soon as you walk in, it's lit up by by a chandelier with torches on it, and the, the torches are lit. And you know when, obviously, when uh, candlelight fire, uh, excuse me, candlelight is uh, it, it sort of obviously it moves around, it dances, and and it uh, it sort of pulsates a little bit. And the, the, the room around it sort of reflects that. You see the light kind of, you know, brighten and dim uh, as the, the, f the fire intensifies as it moves around uh, the wick. Uh, you're, getting the, you're getting that effect in this room. It's not just a visual moving, moving flame inside those torches. Uh, on top of it, the, the vestibule, uh, the walls of the vestibule are, are reflecting the, uh, the movement of the light. In the chandelier, it is dimming and, and getting brighter. So, um, plus my frame rate dips a bit when I walk in here. So. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, it's definitely, the lighting does look a lot better, though. I will say that, because I had noticed it. Uh, I think what trying, Maury's trying to say is that it looks even more realistic, yes. so to speak. It, it gives us no more of an impression of the way the light plays across the surfaces, like you're actually looking at candlelight or torchlight. Yeah, rather than just like, you know, generic computer kind of lit lighting. Yeah. Where everything's lit. It just, and it's got, it just looks more like red and homely and like more inviting as if it was um, fire light rather than gas central heating light. You can tell the difference in this room actually because um, on the bottom of my screen on the right and the left hand side, you'll see that. The staircase is going up. On the landing there, there must be some kind of like torch lighting up the the staircase because the light is is pulsating like it does with with real life firelight with candlelight. But when you look at the mm -hmm. windows, um, obviously this is support, supposed to mimic you know daylight coming in, which is which is constant. It doesn't pulse, and th that's that's being reflected as well. So I I can see what they're talking about. Knowing that it's here and looking close at it, I, I notice. I do notice the difference. I mean, I'm sure. I mean, you know, sadly, Shank would be the best person to kind of yeah. look at this, and he could cast a, a critical eye or a, 
you know, a uh, can't think of the word. As, expert high. As he likes no, to I say, an expert, I think they may have slapped a little DX11 on it, you know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, Lou, are you, uh, you're all set, right? Yep. I uh, now on the part. You're yeah. invisible at the moment. By the way, Lou, your uh, your your chick is uh, pretty freaking hot. So, you don't mind if I just stand in front of you and undress you with my eyes, right? No, that's just creepy. Shall we go on the dates? <laughs> Can you see me, Marvin? Because yes. to me, you're just a crown. Okay, that's weird. I don't want to reload you. I. Okay, no, yeah, I, I can see the both of you. Fine. Okay. Just see the both of you fine ladies. okay i can't see Valwin. i mean that's probably for the best to be honest turn around for me baby what that's gross <laughs> i see you baby see shaking that ass mm -hmm. shaking, shaking that ass, ass. <laughs> shaking that ass classic song there nah imagine me you know by the fact that i'm singing that and i'm wobbling right now wow oh god <laughs> 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 All right, Lou, you're leading this ragtag group of uh, men that are actually women that are really men. <laughs> yeah, try to find the quest marker on the map. Well, I hope to be men. <laughs> wow, we have a we have a way to go. <laughs> yeah, I, I know. So I figured what we do is just kind of get into trouble on our way there. There's there's quests okay. and whatnot around. So that's daily quests. Craglone is is daily quest um, centric. Which is it is, really? Think, mm -hmm. Yes, it's the only place um, in ESO that has daily quests up to now, I believe. Uh, you can also, obviously, you can you can redo the dungeons over and over, but there are actually certain quests that you can do a day. I think the Stargazers one. I think that's just one a one-time story because I think it's the story of the of the zone, whereas. Um, all the other ones that you can pick up out in the world are, are the daily ones. Right. All right. So where can we pick those up? Uh, here. Uh, you just r kind of ride out uh, into areas, and then you know the the guys will kind of find you. Oh, just like the the regular experience. Okay. Yeah. 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 Looks right. like uh, you got to go out that that bridge that's right in front of you guys. Yeah. So like, if you head out to like where the quests are, like they'll just kind of you know you'll find other ones on the way. Okay. Uh, it looks like Bradford is is ready for our call, so I'm gonna I'm gonna call him up, and we're gonna just just kind of roll around here and and, and beat stuff up and, and kind of get a general feel of of uh, what what Craglorn is like as a as a party of three. So just give me a minute here. I gotta pull his phone number here out of out of my phone, and then uh, add him to the call. Yeah, you want to probably want to do that off screen as well. What's that? Otherwise, you probably want to do that off screen, otherwise you're going to have all random people calling him up and his wife's going to hate you. No, 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 go right on ahead. I've got his permission. Uh, call Bradford, guys. Here's his phone number. I'm typing in the screen right now. No, I mean, just don't let other people see the number. <laughs> That's what I meant. There we go. It's just uh... So, so everyone, now that you have Bradford's phone number, just, just send him a quick call, send him a text message. You know, maybe something with like a, you know, a female's body, and then just say like, you know, glad your wife's not here. <laughs> or, or like picture of a walrus with, you know, like I don't know. Sorry, Virginia. Face, right? <laughs> yeah, whatever. Well, no, just, or you know, or just hand him how um, Tolkien plagiarized Peter Jackson. There, there you go. 
can we can do that. That 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 make his day. I don't really think it would. He likes that kind of thing. That's why he, you know. That's why he has that foreplay with Shang all the time. <laughs> uh, I'm sure Bradford will appreciate an Englishman dissing another Englishman. <laughs> it was technically South African, though. It'd be his favorite thing uh, ever. Was he really? Okay. Yeah, I believe he was born in South Africa. Just lived in England for a long time. All right, give me a second here. Uh, I may have dialed that incorrectly for for Skype. Why is it? Uh, that's, that's not it. <clears throat> so, do we need to vamp again? Yeah, we might have to for just a few seconds. Um, oh, great. It's about the raining Craglorn. Uh oh. I actually really like Craglorn. I like what I've played in here. Um, they've, they've done a really good job. Like, I could see why it took them. You know the extended time that it, it really has took them to kind of get this out there to us. Um, they, they've done a really good job with it. Yeah, they did. I mean, when I first came out here, uh, well, when they first released the PTS, and then when it went live, I'm glad they did. They took their time because uh, this is actually one of the better looking zones I've ever been in. <laughs> yeah. 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 It, you know, it's rocky cliffs, plateaus, but it's still you know a nice uh, feel to it. Yeah. All right. And um, what are we doing? Who are we attacking? <laughs> yeah. So let's uh, let's grab this group right here now. Now, what do we got? I'm I'm a DPS Templar. Uh, what are you you two uh, mages? We're both, yeah. He's I think loser. DPS healer and I'm a yep. Just okay. straight out DPS fire right. mage. So I'm gonna go out there. I'm gonna grab this whole group right here. Okay. Let's see how that works out. Okay. Do you want us to help you, or are you just yeah? Of course. It? Yeah. No. The, I want I want this to be. <laughs> <laughs> no, give me a hand, of course. We just stand out here and watch you die. <laughs> yeah, let's watch this idiot kill himself. Yeah, All right, here okay. we go. When you're ready. So I've built this character with with a few things in mind. Uh, number one, not sucking. Uh, <laughs> number two, lots of damage. I uh, see. We we took that on pretty well, I think. Yeah, I destroyed it for you. Excellent. Thank you. You're welcome for destroying it for me. Yeah. <laughs> Some wasps over here. Yeah, go for it. I'll tell you, yeah, you know what? Um, yeah, let's get that on the stream a little bit. And I'm going to have to figure out this call situation with Bradford because it was it was working uh, just fine earlier. And now all of a sudden, of course, when we're live, that's that's when things are going to fall apart. <laughs> what, um, what network is it with? Like maybe they're really bad. Uh, TNT, sure. that's the only one I know in America. Is it TNT? I don't know. Uh, these AT&T. Oh, Ooh. God. Sorry about that. Ooh. Wow. That's just terrible. ET. ET phone home. Let's never do that again, huh? Yeah. You can press my digits. Pachow. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. You can dial my number. Call now for attractive singles in your area. <laughs> They're waiting for you. Oh, that's so Brian. creepy. <laughs> They're waiting for you in Tamriel, a magical oh, land. Elves, Bosmer, even orc ladies are like men. Man, man. Hello. At this point, we're not doing a good YouTube video or podcast. <laughs> it's just all gone straight to crap. So what we are doing, though, is being entertaining. God, I hope so. Everything. All right. God. 
Uh, How funny would it be if I just... I should just call him on my phone and just put him on speaker and hold him up to the mic. <laughs> oh, yeah, that, 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 that would probably make him worse. That would, that would probably be, like, just atrocious. Yeah. Oh, yeah, maybe try and... <laughs> this is Elder Scrolls off the record. Like, we should have this crap figured out, right? <laughs> hey, I, I came on to help you guys out. You said you've got stuff figured out. I I did, and then of course live. So, live. so um, I'm texting him right now, which you could probably tell, and uh, I'm telling him to uh, see if he can try getting on on Skype um, on his phone. So so maybe we'll we'll get him in that manner, and if not, I, I may actually have to call him on my phone and just put him on speaker for a minute. <laughs> oh, so we'll see how so, that works. So awkward. Yeah. Oh, anomaly. We'll keep it brief with him. Uh, the poor guy's probably tired anyway. So, um, now I know all yeah. the way up here, uh, Anka Ra burial site. Now this this is some pretty legit stuff. These guys are tough. Oh yeah, this is um, this is part of um, one of the quests, obviously. Yeah. Now, Lou, did you get any quests on the way here? Uh, no. No. All right. No let me see if up. I can. Yes, yeah, you can share them. Share anything with you here. Yeah. That. Got. Okay. Okay. There we go. What right, we I have? Yep. Got three of them now. All right. I'm gonna add uh, Joe to the call via Skype right now. Looks like cool. he just got on. Just drag him into the call. I guess it should work. This is something that we could try. Uh, there's actually should be a guy in this tomb. Might be a little difficult with just three of us because it's uh, a three-star elite. But Oof. it could be fun. I remember doing this when Fragon first came out. We had like a group of maybe ten or eleven, just rolling over stuff mm. for, <laughs> for XP and things. Because obviously, once V twelve come out, everyone was like. Oh my god, we're V10 scrubs and we really need to, to get a V12 really quick. Alright, you know what I'm going to do? Uh, I'm going to get a little crazy. I'm actually just going to outright call him and then I'm going to call you guys back. Okay. Alright, so let's let's go with that. Okay. Alright. Sorry to slow you down, folks. Uh, so, now it's just you and me, dear listener. Oh yeah. <laughs> let's call Bradford. And then we'll we'll add the other guys to the call. So we're calling him now. And uh, let's see if I can find Lou on this long list of contacts that I have here. Ah, here he is. Okay, add Lou to the call. And... Ah, looks like he's having actually a hard time with, with his Skype not launching. That's hey. uh, that's atrocious. Hey, Lou, how are you? So, so Bradford said he's actually having a hard time launching Skype in the first place. Ooh. Yeah. Now I'm gonna try and uh, I'm adding uh, Maury back. So. Okay. Well, folks, uh, sorry if the audio is is terrible, and let me know if if you can't even hear it. But I'm actually gonna call him on my phone. <laughs> so. Here we go. 
Bradford. Call. Oh, God. <laughs> Worst moment in podcasting history. <laughs> Joe, can you hear me? I can hear you just fine. Okay. Lou and Maury, how awful is this? Pretty awful. Pr- pretty awful, huh? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah, that's pretty bad. Well, I can't do them again. at all, so they're talking in the middle of yeah. All right. Wow. That's that's. Uh, all right. So so Joe, what I guess uh, try and launch Skype and uh, try and try and give me a call on it. Okay. Well, if it's not launching on my phone, I was It's not launching on your phone. You're saying? No, no. I, I can try again. I'm, I'm pumping up. I can try out of the hole. <laughs> Give you a minute. Okay, yeah. All right, so we'll give you a minute. You're going to get back in your car. <laughs> uh, okay, all right, so we'll we'll do that then. <laughs> Things just keep getting better. Oh, Lord. Wow. There you go. Embarrassing moments on air. <laughs> yeah. Cracking in the chat room is saying, award-winning podcast right here, folks. <laughs> doesn't get oh, yeah. any better than this oh yeah all right so let's go in here and, and try and uh let's let's beat let's beat up some enemies while we're while we're doing this let's see well, i see we can do the quest that's out here yeah it didn't even look like i was able to to interact with this this uh that, that no, guy there over. should be a woman here uh we actually need to do something else Okay. Oh, there he is. Alright. Very good. Okay, so we have to protect this guy, is what you're saying. Yes. From mobs and mobs and mobs. Mobs and mobs and mobs. And then those gargoyles. Okay. We're gonna oh. die. There's a couple of guys right here. Ah, oh, think positively, Mori. We're not gonna die. We're gonna win a lot. We're gonna die. Yeah, we're gonna die, bad. <laughs> Hardcore die. <laughs> oh my god. I need heals. Healing? Yeah. Do any of us actually heal? That's another good question. Yeah, I'm healing. Yeah, Luna. There we go. Come come to me, stand in this in this standard. There we go. Might ah, help see, us a little bit. It's a lot easier when when you have heals. Yeah. A little bit. A lot of it. There we go. Look at that. See what see what happens when when uh, you got someone healing. Magic. This is magic, it folks. Happens. Indeed. So um, my my Templar right now has a two-handed sword. Uh, lots of um, AOE attacks on her. I've also got this awesome stun ability that I'm just digging right now, where I take my sword, heave it over my head, and just pound this guy right in the face. It's called Uppercut. Love it. Okay. Almost all the ads are down from this wave. Mm-hmm. Then we're going to get another one. Congratulations, guys. We survived that. <laughs> okay. Um, two gargoyles. We should probably focus on one first, I guess. Yeah. So, Mori, 
Tell so us, tell us, tell us about your Nightblade. Tell us the problems that you were having, and maybe a special message over to to Zenimax about about what it is that you're experiencing, and you would like to maybe some of your ideas of what you'd like to say. Well, you know, it's, it's not basically right now. No class um, can compete with Dragon Knights in DPS. Um, you know. Mage, Dragon Knights, running um, all the fire abilities, uh, Inferno staff. Like they can pump out, they you know before the kind of nerf they could pump out a high DPS. That just nothing else in the game can. Sorcerers are a close second, um, but not really. But yeah, just not putting you know what you expect from a Nightblade. You know, being able to be stealthy, being able to do damage. Right. It's just the, just the damage potential isn't there. Um, it really isn't. It, uh, to me, it, like Nightblade is a very, it's a very slow class. You know, you've got your Shadow of Disguise, which gives you 100% critical, um, which is very good for leveling. Um, also, the other morph of it, which is um, Dark Cloak, I think it's called, which gives you removal. Drop the ultimate here. Okay. But it, like, if you want to do a boss, it's just a slow fight, you know, in, in a group, you know, where you wanted to pump out the DPS, you can't be going, you can't be spending a quarter of your magicka going invisible. It just doesn't work. I think we failed this. Yeah, we did. Oh, we failed it? Yeah, he got, t he got killed. So, I don't, I don't know how they can improve it. I mean, I was saying to you the other day when you were, when you were streaming that... I think they need a new resource that isn't stamina for maybe weapon abilities because stamina gets used up too quick and because I used bow and do wheel to level up uh, and you just run out of of stamina so quickly just by you know, dodging blocking like all eats into your stamina that you can use for damage and abilities so I don't know I if I'd be into that though I don't know if I'd be I mean Elder Scrolls is about magicka stamina and health you know I, I mean if something needs to change I, I don't think that that's it hey oh hold on a second hey Bradford are you there I am here oh god uh your your voice is very very loud right now because <laughs> I'm on bluetooth on my car I'm sorry oh, it's okay wow I got stunned hard all right, so so let's uh, let's let's cut over to Bradford for a minute. And so Bradford, you're coming out of, of uh, E3, correct, sir? Yeah, I just uh, just got done. It closed up at five about forty-one minutes ago. All right, hold on a second here. I'm actually got to I got to turn the volume down on my uh, on my game here. here. Sorry if I die, folks. So there we go. Oh, okay. You're playing a game. Yeah. So so Bradford, you're coming out of E3. You're on your way home, correct? I'm now, sitting at a special gas station because I figured it's easier to do this uh, immobile than trying to also figure out LA. So yeah. All right. Well, we're not going to keep you long um, because I know you're trying to get home to to your family. Um, by the way, fantastic work at E3. Uh, I I mean I'm pretty much convinced that that you know QGN could probably hold off on on some of the other uh, places, uh, the other gaming conventions, but um, E3 really seems to be doing us very very good being at. And uh, oh yeah, so I think maybe yeah, next actually, week, next year. It was pretty cool this year. Um, you know, since I was there last year, I saw a lot of the same people, and uh, they they remembered us from last year because they 
you know, whenever Brian and I wrote an article, we, we pinged them in the article, and they, they remembered our coverage, so they were real happy to have us back this year. Oh, uh, the interesting wonderful. thing was is we weren't expecting Elder Scrolls to have a booth. <laughs> right. Um, I know. That was a huge surprise, wasn't it? Yeah, well, it was sort of a surprise to me. I had emailed uh, Jess and Gina a couple of days before I left and said, hey, if you guys are out there, I'd love to talk to y'all. Uh, I wasn't sure if they were having a booth, and I hadn't heard anything about setting up a schedule with them. So um, so I, I didn't know if I'd, if I'd get the chance. And uh, Jess sent an email back saying, well, I won't be there, but Gina will. And some of the other development team, it turned out that I also saw uh, Brian Wheeler, uh, Paul Sage was there, Matt Fire was there. I didn't get the chance to talk to those two. Um, but I did get the chance to to talk to Gina and, and uh, Brian a lot. In fact, I, I played little bit of the game with, uh, with Gina earlier today. It was a lot of fun. Um, oh, yeah? Yeah, wasn't expecting them to have a, a big presence. And, and their booth was kind of like set aside from the rest of Bethesda. You could go to their area without having to have an appointment, but to get to the rest of Bethesda stuff, you had to have an appointment. Right, okay. Um, so it was pretty cool. I, I, I got in there, and they had this, this setup. It was a 3v3v3 uh, PvP in an arena, King of the Hill-style match um and the reason for doing this is not because they're bringing a new game mode to the game but because they wanted to show off pvp but in order to do so it takes 300 computers to do cyrodiil all right so just to just to recap because you're saying a lot of really really important stuff and i want to make sure that we we get this uh spelled out correctly on the audio so while you were there they had um three versus three versus three pvp battles and and the big thing that they were saying over there is that they're not they're not necessarily saying that this is going to be in the game although they are they might be open to having it in the game depending on what what players um what players want what what players are kind of say to them it's you know I, i was talking to brian and and he was saying you know Sorry if you heard that. Bri- Brian, Brian Armstrong, one of our one of our. Uh, no, 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 not not, not Brian Armstrong. Uh, Brian Wheeler. Brian Wheeler, uh, okay. To him. Lead PVP designer. Yeah, the, yes, and uh, he he was saying, you know, this is this is a build we put together for the convention circuit, um, but you know, we will be kind of gauging in a reaction. Everyone who's basically played it at E3 this week has said they really liked it, and obviously, if players like something, we're gonna think about you know how it could affect the game uh now they weren't saying that they are going to put it in based on player you know feedback this may only be something that only stays at conventions only for um you know only for these smaller uh groups so that they can get the pvp experience but not have to bring three computers with them to render it Right. So, yeah, um, the reason why they did this was because it usually takes 300 computers in order to render Cyrodiil at any one time, and they wanted to show off the PvP. So they sort of had like right. a microcosm of it in the 3v3v3 arena style. Not that they were actually going to say, like, hey, guys, guess what? Like, we're doing this. No, 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 no. And and I, I stressed that in the article I wrote yesterday. I, I figured... You know that was an important thing I needed to write since I was tweeting it out from the uh, the Elder Scrolls Twitter. Uh, I needed to write an article and write in there it says that they are not bringing this to the game. But player feedback has been one thing that we've seen Zenimax react to, 
Um, we saw it all the way through the beta alpha phases. You know, the, the compass is a direct result of that. Um, oh, you know, a doubt. the demand for first-person view with arms was, even though that was something they wanted to bring in from the beginning, it was overwhelming because of fan feedback. So they focused on that a little. Uh, field of view and stuff like that. You know, they, they bring things to the game based on fan feedback. So um, if it goes over well, they may consider it. Now, a lot of people have, have already posted about this. In fact, I, I put our post in the Strategic Order Facebook group, this, this, you know, the, the guys who used to test the PTS exclusively until they just opened it up, right. and kind of gauge in their reactions. Like, you guys have played the game more than I know anybody has. What would you think about this if this were to come to the game? And, and the big concern was what it would do to the populations in Cyrodiil. Yeah, sure, yeah. because right now the uh, Cyrodiil is kind of it's 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 in a bad way i would i would say it's it's not really um it needs to be fixed there are issues with cyrodiil that that need to be addressed and to to launch an arena style pvp gameplay right now i think would sort of render cyrodiil obsolete and i think a lot of the listeners feel the same way too well and that's something that they that they hear and they would obviously make it work without affecting Cyrodiil. They could do things to it. They could do things like, you know, consolidating the, the campaigns, um, you know, changing population and stuff like that. They could do things so that Cyrodiil is still its own separate entity and they could still have this arena if if they decide to bring it to the game. Again, I want to stress, it is not coming to the game un, unless they decide to. There's no there's no official word if it, it will ever come to the game. The official word right now is no. This is just for the uh, the convention circuit. Okay, I so right sure now, stress that enough because right. I don't want us to, you know. Yeah. yeah. Official word is this is only for the convention circuit. We can see it next. What at Gamescom? Uh, so Gamescom is they're talking about. It will definitely be at QuakeCon, and they're still trying to figure out if they're going to be at PAX. Uh, but they did say that, you know, once they know for sure if they'll be at those other conventions, they'll let people know. Uh, but it will for sure be at QuakeCon. Uh, more than likely, it will also be at Gamescom. PAX is the only one that's kind of still pretty much up in the air, according to, uh, to Brian. Um, right. Now, as as far as how the arena worked, it was pretty cool. Uh, I like Cyrodiil. What I don't like about Cyrodiil is when you die, if there's no, you know, there's no forward camp. It takes you ages to get back to the battle. Sometimes the battle is over by the time you get back there. Oh, yeah, uh, without a doubt. Pretty, yeah, this was pretty cool because when you died, you entered a queue. Obviously, the queue was six people long, so it didn't take you very long to get through the queue. And um, you just get back into the action. There's a flag right in the middle on a pedestal that you can capture. Not sure why you want to capture it. There really was no purpose. It was just, hey, our flag is there. Cool. Um, yeah. But... For being such a small area and being so confined, it actually was it actually worked pretty well from what from from my experience. I, I played it for about thirty minutes yesterday, then I went back there for about thirty minutes today. I couldn't spend any more time there because I already had prearranged meetings and I, I didn't want to you know put anybody off. Oh yeah, well you got I mean you still have a job to do, man. Of course, yeah. uh, <laughs> I think everyone understands that. What I did play was was pretty cool. Now. This is not about the, the arena at all, but this is just a testament to how how I think, my opinion, the class system works in ESO. They had three they had three builds per per uh, faction. They had a Templar, a a a, maid, a sorcerer, and a Dragon Knight build. And 
I picked up the sorcerer build, not playing a sorcerer on my live character, and within about five minutes, I was owning the entire map. Wow. So uh, it, I think that is, you know, arena combat aside, a testament to how, how well these classes can be built if they're built by people who made the game. Yeah. Well, let me ask you this. How how was player reaction to the 3v3v3, the arena style? How What was what was it? Well, at, at the show, it's been fine. It's been great. Um, the reaction, though, on, like like I said, specifically the Sigic Order group that I, I posted our link in, oh, uh, yeah. was kind of mixed. Uh, some people expressed the same concerns that you just expressed about what it would do to Cyrodiil. Yeah. Other people were afraid that adding an arena-style uh, game mode to ESO would diminish the other things that they're trying to do, and um, they would much rather see other updates come before this would, like player housing and, and, and other things. So, um, outside of the convention, the, the, uh, the reaction was mixed. At the booth, the reaction was, this is awesome. <laughs> this needs to be in the game. We had people who were from other other developers, uh, you know, because when you're not working your booth, you're typically walking around, and you also had, you know, media guys and, and uh, you know, the bigwigs. They're all sitting down, and there was a couple of people that I was playing against this morning who were subscribers to the game at home. The only reason why they sat down and played it is, was because of the fact that it was 3v3v3. 3v3. Otherwise, they're like, well, in fact, before they sat down, they're like, well, we, we've got a subscription. We'll just play it when we get home. And they're, Brian's like, this isn't live on the server. This is just for this. Wow. And that, that got them to sit down, and, and they, they got up at the same time I did, because I had to go see The Witcher 3. Yeah. Um, and that game, by the way, is awesome. Yeah. Uh, but <laughs> um, they left with the same thing. I told, I told Brian, I was like, this has to be in the game. This has to be in the game. I will, I will not play another game until like, some big blockbuster comes out if this is in the game right now. Wow. And, and what, did, what did Brian Wheeler say about that? Uh, he just kind of laughed. He's like, "Well, okay. I mean, yeah, we're going to gauge reaction, but there's no, there's no active plan to bring this to the game." Um, and he's, I'm like, "Well, I mean, and if there is, obviously you're going to have the naysayers." And he's like, "Yeah, we know about all those, but there are things that we can do, you know, to make this work and make it work in conjunction with how Cyrodiil works right now." So, be See, rest assured, if they do decide to bring this to the game, they're not going to do it halfway. They're going to weigh every potential issue this can cause for the game and make sure they balance it accordingly. Yeah. Um, what, what I like I, about this so far is that as, as non-committal and as, non, uh, with, uh, as little ownership over, over this whole thing in the first place, they, Brian Wheeler, I mean, the guy, the guy developed the PvP system, which is, which is at its grassroots, utterly brilliant. Um, it, say what you want about, about uh, Cyrodiil aside, you know, his system is brilliant. Um, he already was was very comfortable just saying, you know what, uh, there's things in the game that we can make, sh- we could make this work without disturbing anything else as far as PvP is concerned. We could make it work. And if he's that comfortable at a at a convention saying something like that, which is usually the most tight-lipped sort of uh, venue when it comes to... Uh, That's why we don't have audio, by the way, of, of this conversation. Right, right. <laughs> They, I mean, they they go there to say this is what we've got, this is what it is, X Y Z. Here are all the bullet points, and one, two, and three, and that's it. Have a good night, everyone, and here's the next thing. That's usually what happens at these things. Um, 
So if for him to come off the cuff and say something like that, um, I I feel uh, like he's he's you know not not BSing us. Like the guy really believes that that they could make this work. And and judging from the people who already put their hands on this is very exciting too. But you know, uh, excitement being what it is, um, I'm also glad that you went out there and told him you know. There's there's obviously naysaying uh, already on the forums for this kind of thing. So oh, and he's he he himself brought it up. I actually didn't bring it up. Um, he's like, no, I I I read it all. I mean, we read everything that's posted, whether we acknowledge it or not. Yeah. He didn't say that in those that many words, but you know, it's basically the gist of it. You know, if it's if it's out there, chances are the team has read it. And um, you know, he he was he was he seemed very confident that that they could. That they could make it work, but again, it, it's it's currently only for the devs, just for the the, 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 the convention circuit. Um, though it is cool that they have Brian there because again, he's the PvP guy and they've got the PvP display, so it's pretty cool. So if if you do get the chance to maybe go to Gamescom or uh, QuakeCon or maybe PAX Prime, if they do bring it to PAX Prime, uh, one of the guys who's who's integral in the creation of the system that you're playing is there to help you out. I mean, he wasn't just in the back, he was actively helping people play the game. Right. Uh, same with Gina. Same with uh, you know Paul. He actually sat down right as I got up. He sat down at one of the Daggerfall uh, stations and started playing. Uh, Matt was doing interviews in the back uh, with some other guys about the game. The whole um, it was it was just, it was pretty cool. I, I wish I could have spent more time there. I promised Gina coffee in my email, and I forgot to bring her coffee. <laughs> Gina, if you're listening, I'm sorry. I forgot to ask you, and you never brought it up, and I was busy. So right. next time you're around Vegas-ish, not in California, but maybe if you guys come to Vegas or something, I'll like a trip, I'll buy you coffee. And I hear the coffee in Vegas is far better than, than the coffee uh, out in out in L.A., right? Uh, that's not true at all. Don't even, I mean, that's, <laughs> I'm just being stupid. Well, but some of the coffee I had today was pretty good. Yeah. Uh, but I'll take my coffee maker at home over any of it, though. There you go. All right, Bradford. Look, I know you got to go. Um, I because you are. I know you're sitting at a gas station just doing this interview. Uh, so I, I really, uh, really, really, really appreciate you. Uh, find air hose by somebody because they apparently don't know how things pass in the world. So. Uh, <laughs> what? What? Air yeah, hose? I'm sitting. I have to fill up my tires before I get on the freeway. Otherwise, I may have a flat. Um, oh. And guy is like grabbing the air hose and dragging it across my hood. So. Oh well. Um, Get yeah, out him and anything. he looks big. He's yeah. the cattle. I'm good. Just punch I him can... in the throat. You'll be fine. No, <laughs> I'm very tiny. <laughs> very tired. I can't punch people in the throat of Arwen. I'm too tired. <laughs> Actually, yeah, tired wouldn't even begin to describe it. Oh my gosh. So I know this is not an E3 show, but I, I do have to say thank you to everybody out there who who is currently either in the live stream while while, while we're talking or. Uh, is going to be listening to this on on the podcast version because it's your support that sent me to E3. Um, without that support, I mean, this this wouldn't have been possible. I think everyone at the network agrees that you know uh, we are very grateful uh, of everything that you guys do for us, and you're the reason why we do it. Um, I'm really tired, but it's a good. Uh, I'm actually less tired than I was last year, and I think it's because I didn't drive an hour and a half each day to my hotel. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Lessons learned. <laughs> Just yeah. when you think something's uh, not too far away, well, guess what? <laughs> it's actually, you know, it's not too far. It's LA traffic. That's that's the issue. 
that's why I'm sitting at a gas station doing this. I'm not trying to drive while I'm doing it. Yeah. Uh, well, well, again, I, I appreciate all of your efforts. Uh, you did a fantastic job with the coverage of, of E3. Like I said, um, I definitely want to bring uh, Quest Gaming Network back at uh, E3 2015 uh, simply because this was this was just it was it was absolutely amazing and I think very important for the network too. So so great job. Uh, thank you for the coverage of the uh, the arena and uh, we'll talk to you soon. Okay, man. Yeah. Uh, if you guys have any more questions for about it, I mean, ask me on Twitter at sure. LOTR Lore. Sure thing. I'll be more than happy to answer those questions tomorrow when I'm going to post E3 Tired Haze. All right, man. Well, get home. All right. Be safe, and uh, we'll talk to you soon, okay? All right, y'all. All right. Have a good one. So uh, so there he goes, folks. Uh, Joe Bradford, uh, director of news here at, at uh, Quest Gaming Network, uh, got the skinny on on 3v3 arena. So, so guys, uh, you have first of all, uh, great job, everyone. We're, we're killing it here in Craglorn. Um, despite the fact that, you know, we, we die a couple of times, uh, this feels good. I, I like, I like what's going on here in our three person group. Yeah. I wish, um, like some of the stuff seems a little bugged, but yeah, as a majority, it's, it's going quite well. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you could tell like that, these guys, um, these guys aren't fighting back. What's that? That boss, that boss battle we did in the, uh, the tomb was pretty, um, was pretty legendary. <laughs> yeah, where he didn't fight. Oh, yeah. in the tomb. The night blade, dude. Yeah, the the fight that we did in the tomb, which yeah. I, I wish we had that the audio on the show. Um, but I mean, obviously, you know, Bradford and Arena, uh, far more important. Yeah. Uh, that was epic. Yeah, I enjoyed that. We did quite well. Uh, all right, we, I want to move on, and then I want to spend a few minutes on on some of our discussion topics here about about Craglorn. But first, uh, let's start with Lou. Do you have anything about about the the arena uh, information that you want to go through? Well, I mean, any more stuff the game, that's fine with me. You know, more content never hurts. More opportunities for players to do stuff. Um, I'm just watching it with a cautious eye. Uh, coming from the other game that shall not be named, you know, and seeing what uh, an arena environment did to open world PvP there, um, that's my only concern. Okay, like how I, I would just like to know how are they going to incentivize uh, the arenas? Are there going to be prizes, you know, like loot, gear drop, weapon drops, um, you know, titles, things like that? Will it be on par with? Uh, open world PvP in Cyrodiil. All right, and I, and I guess that's some of the fears being expressed in the forums that you know, then why should I go to Cyrodiil PvP when I can do it safely in a three v three v three environment? You know, right. And that, that's one thing I'm very afraid of. Ah, sorry, Mori. Uh, ah. No. no. <laughs> we It's quite hard. Yeah, he he definitely does. Um. Yeah, Dragonite standards are never good. You can res here, but you should have. Um... Yeah, I got it. I was just sort of okay. wondering what what the what the team, what we were what we were gonna do. So, all right, I'm back in res. Go ahead, Lou. I'm sorry, we didn't mean our for our untimely death here in Craglorn to interrupt you. <laughs> ah, um, yeah, that's just basically it. Like, you know, hopefully, adding one won't cheapen the other. You know, it won't detract from the other experience. Like the main experience, which is for all three factions to fight for the Ruby Throne. 
so absolutely um okay and and more your i guess your final thoughts on on the the arena thing i know that there are people who want arenas in eso i mean i myself i think that they have been planning arenas anyway um I, you know, I kind of imagined that when the, uh, the Imperial City came, that that would have an arena in it. So I'm not shocked to see like that this has possibly been talked about. I know uh, from previous ESO alliances and things like that, a lot of people ask for arena-style PvP. Now, yes, you know it, it will detract from Cyrodiil. It has to because it's another option, but. You know, I think if they do it right, then there is place for it in the game. And I think it's safe to say that when we say if they do it right, we really have no idea what what that could even entail. Um, I, I'll tell you right now, when it comes to when it comes to arenas, um, you're, what you're looking at here is the PvP of of a small group to the single the single player, and you know that. That I think is is going to be a very powerful thing with PvP. Um, I don't think that that large guilds are going to do this as a large guild. I think if you're a large, if you're a guild and you want a PvP as a guild, I think you're going to go directly into Cyrodiil and and basically uh, play your heart out in there. Um, congratulations, guys! We down that guy. Good for you. Yeah, Took sorry for the deaths. <laughs> no, that was oh, that was tough. Yeah. Uh, content is, is tough as hell right now in, in this. Yeah. Now we we are a nerfed party because they say that this is this is meant for four people, but we're doing it as three people. And uh, as difficult as it is, we we are actually doing this. And as bugged as it is, we're we're getting through it. And and let's not forget it is on the public test server. So. And not necessarily with a tank either. I know you're heavy armor, but you're mainly DPS. Lose oh. half healing, but you know it's pretty much having to heal in this. And yeah. that, you know, I am, me and him are both wearing squishy stuff. So I'm, I am absolutely no tank whatsoever. <laughs> yeah, this is not, it's not even happening. Um, okay, let's move on. Very exciting stuff, sure, but you know, we're as as they were saying, this isn't this. It's not even in the game. It's not meant to be in the game. Um, if you do want it in the game, though, sound off because they're listening. I'm, I'm sure they're probably on their way home right now, thinking. You know, I wonder how this is going to go. I wonder if we're actually going to put this in the game, what the fan reaction is going to be. You know, if you want it in there, tell them. Tell them. And, and they'll they'll find a way to put it in. You know, you heard you heard Bradford say that, you know, the lead PvP designer, uh, off the top of his head, I, I was thinking of ways that he could it could make it make it work without it conflicting with Cyrodiil. So um, keep that in the back of your head. Right. Right. All right, we're gonna end the show in a little while. Uh, this this was actually not meant to be a very long show. There's there's really no news out there, and had it not been for the um, uh, arena style gameplay happening at E3, we probably would not have put a show out this week. Um, I was really seriously considering um, not doing a show this week. But since that happened, I wanted to get it in here, and I wanted to... Because the, the community is talking about it, and I think it's important. Um, also, I'll, I'll talk a little bit about uh, canceling uh, canceled uh, episodes and whatnot, and, and 
what I what I think would be a better idea in the future. So before we, we get into any of that and we end the show, um, let's talk a little bit about our experiences in in Craglorn. Uh, we'll uh, we'll start with uh, we'll start with Lou, and then we'll go into Mori, uh, and go from there. Well, so far what we've done so far tonight has been pretty fun. Yeah, it's it's rough, <laughs> and you know they told us it was going to be hard. And we are playing one person down in a party of four, but uh, as you can see, you know, it can be done. And granted, yes, this is the PTS environment, so things may not go as well as planned. But at least you are seeing what they have in store for you when you actually do get to Craglorn. Uh, you know, I'm having a lot of fun doing this content. And, uh, you know, I, I really hope that they'll show some more, like they'll follow up even more with the, what did they have, the uh, Crypt of Hearts video they gave us, right? Yeah. Um, Ooh. I, I'm just wondering what else they've got up their sleeves. Uh, hold on a second here. Stop the show. An epic <sighs> weapon just dropped for me. Nice. <laughs> lightning Excellent. staff. Yeah, it's a lightning staff. Nightwood lightning flame, uh, staff of flame. 130 damage. You need veteran rank 11. Fiery Weapon Enchant deals 43 flame damage and has the defending uh, perk on it. Increases total armor and spell resistance by 10%. I just linked what dropped me in chat. In group chat. This is what dropped for you? Void yep. Steel Curus of Health. Oh! The shadows take you. Trajan. Oh, oh, she respawned. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, well, well, back up because I, I do want to see if we can trade that. Um, yeah, back it all the way up. This is this is important right here. This is an epic item that just dropped in the game. Okay. Let's see if we can actually trade it. Because I didn't see any indication on here that says that we couldn't. It doesn't say bind on pickup at all on here, so let's see, let's see what happens. Let me sheathe my sword. Uh let's see. Yes, let's let's report Lou. Oh no wait, no, that's the wrong <laughs> that's the wrong guy. Sorry, sorry, Mori. <laughs> wow, Jay. <laughs> what the hell? <laughs> All right, Nightwood Lightning Staff of Flame. Right here. Wow. Wow, really? Submit offer. There we go, successfully traded. Nice. Nice, we just traded some epics. This is, uh... Let's see. Armor is is uh, yeah. This is a little bit of an upgrade for me. Not a huge one. Because it should be V eleven stuff that we're picking up. Whereas yeah. obviously we're V twelve. I like it though. Let's let's fight her again. <laughs> Hashtag farming. Indeed. <laughs> so all right, Lou. So what else about Craglorn? I mean, we're gonna, we're we're gonna. I mean, it's, this is a full discussion. Don't feel like you know we're ending the show and you got to be short about it. I mean, tell you tell us about how you feel about Craglorn as as what are you a veteran rank what? Uh, right now I'm veteran rank six. Okay. Live. So you've been in Craglorn for a while. Oh yeah. Well, not not really. I mean, I I've, I have not yet completed uh, the regular VR content, meaning. I actually have one more faction planned to go. Uh, I'm almost done with FNR Pact. Um, I have to do, I think, the last main... Rift is fast. Yeah, the last uh, main story in um, the Rift. And then I actually have to clean up a couple of quests in my quest journal. <laughs> okay. And then I can move on to a Direfall Covenant. Um, 
But, you know, I had gone to Craghorn on my own. You know, on live, just to see who was out there. And since I am a gathering fiend for the guild, for both guilds, for Akatashi and RK, I'll go out there and occasionally, you know, try and get as many uh, resources as I can for the guilds, mm -hmm. just to help them along. Um, but it is uh, a lot... Wow, it's exciting. I like beating Craglorn, even though I do have to fear for my life. My virtual <laughs> life, so to speak. You know that things breathe on me, you know, I'll just die. Yeah. Have you gone? Have you done any group content while there? Um, I did. I did take part in Anomaly Group, but it, it kind of fell apart quickly. Well, not because of anything bad, but because, you know, for me it fell apart because I actually had to take care of something in real life, so I can only stay for about half an hour, 40 minutes. Right. But what I had done there, yeah, the, it was... It was pretty intense, considering it was low level. Well, I mean, you have to be VR ten to tackle yeah, the stuff in Craglorn, and here I am at VR six <laughs> trying to do things in there. Yeah. But it was exciting, you know. It it, uh, it was thrilling just to see, like, man, uh, these things in here—they really are. Uh, they raised the bar, or they raised the difficulty, and they're just saying, "Hey, try and beat this. This is what we said, you know, was difficult." Okay. And I enjoy that challenge. You know, as a VR6, and I can't wait to see what it's like as a VR10. Can I just uh, jump in there? I don't know. You know, we're talking about kind of like the PTS. Yeah, go. If you noticed on the live stream there, you've got uh, the, the name of what we were doing, and then in brackets it said group instance. That That's a new feature that they're going to be adding, which they've introduced on the PTS. Ah, very good, Maury. You mm. called it out. Nice. Nice. I wasn't even. I was just. I was just rushing on in like I normally do. I'm like, oh, dungeon. Let me run on it. <laughs> yeah. So uh, yeah. Anyway, sorry to control. I just thought I'd point that out. It's one of the new features that, that they've added. Yeah. So there's no doubt in anyone's mind. This is a group dungeon. <laughs> yes. Don't go in here by yourself. All right. Um, anything else, Lou? About about your your experiences in in Craglorn. Again, I'll just reiterate, you know, I'm glad they initially delayed it um, because seeing the final results, well, not the final, but the results that have come out so far, yes, it has its flaws, it has some issues, and they are getting to them in due time, but overall, you cannot, you know, you can't complain. The content is, is fun, you know, it's there, and it's waiting for us, you know? And now, if they fix it, address the problems, it's just going to get better. Now, Maury, um, what what about you? Now, I know we were we were trying to talk about about some of the issues that you were having with with end level Nightblade. Um, tell us about Craglorn. Tell us about end level Nightblade and and some of the things that that you're noticing. Not necessarily, you know, fixes that you would you would propose, uh, but I really want to just like get straight to the issues and maybe sort of let our listeners uh, decide. I guess. Well, well, when it comes down to it, you know. They've, they've said that you can play this game the way you want, and to do Craglon stuff, you can. You know, I, for the longest time I played with the bow and with um, with dual wield, and I. Um, oh, sorry, uh, playing. Um, yep, play yeah, with you, dual know, I, you know, I was doing stuff, I was doing it, you know, sneak away, going invisible, playing it exactly how I wanted it, and. You know, you're in a group of four doing stuff. You can totally do that. Like it, it is viable. Now, um, when it comes to 
AA, uh, which is one of the trials, which is, you know, I've attempted, I managed to get to the second or third boss is kind of like a granite Atronach and you really need like high DPS to doing that. Um, can you do it as a Nightblade? You probably, you know, you probably can. Uh, I don't necessarily think you could do it how I was playing it. As a sneak archer. Was, yeah, because it's just not viable, you know, like if you it's called a trial, you know, it's got a time limit and, you know, you're aiming for top of the leaderboards. You need to be pulling high DPS to be getting close up there. Now, I think we could down the bosses in there, playing how we wanted, but... Um, not to be competitive. Not to be competitive, no, I don't think so. And, you know, playing the way you want doesn't necessarily mean you've been going to be competitive as well. Right. Uh, but as for maybe completing it, I'm not sure. You know, the last boss in, in AA, because that's the only one I've really tried, I've not tried uh, Hethra Citadel, I think it's called. But in AA, there's the mage. She's the final boss, and the last 30% of her life, she has a massive, a massive, like, fire nuke. You know, it's hitting you for 5k almost every tick. Yeah. So it's a DPS race, and uh, if you can't pull, you know, uh, high DPS then you just never you know you're just never gonna do it it's just gonna be increasingly frustrating but all the rest of the other stuff you know like the four man contents this stuff we're doing you can totally do it however you want you know as long as you've, you've got a reasonable reasonable someone healing or like off heals and things like that and someone soaking up a bit of the damage there are actually really nice dungeons you know there's about 10 15 something like that maybe 12 dungeons in here you know that's where you get the sky shards from there are no none of the quests here give skill points but there's a whole um, you know a whole group of, of sky shards to obtain as well which you know which only helps with with progression um, obviously no levels you don't get um, you don't get attribute points anymore it'd be a, a veteran rank yeah and that's or, that's um, another thing like I I have not uh, gotten a character up to up to veteran rank levels I mean you listen to the show you, you know like you know, my, my character right now is still pretty low level. Um, I think this week I got him, my Templar, up to... 38, I think, because uh, you got him with me, didn't you? Yes, I got him up to 38. Very excited about that, by the way. Um, yeah, that was that was a fun time as well when yeah. we were playing. And out there to Archon, thank you for the, uh, the wonderful set of armor that you made for me. That was very, very thoughtful and very nice of you. Um, I very much appreciate it, and I am leveled enough now where I can wear it, and I am absolutely going to put that on uh, as soon as I get back in game. So, Archon, you are the man, and I appreciate it. One of our great guild members. So, um, yeah, I've heard, I've heard veteran rank. Ow, that freaking hurt like hell. Oh, wow, the you hell? actually missed the water. <laughs> <laughs> Oh Who misses the water? <laughs> Who does that? Well, you know, it kind of goes with the, the feeling of tonight's show, doesn't it? Let's be honest. <laughs> yeah. Oh, <laughs> trying to call Bradford. I had him on speakerphone. Pretty much blew out the ears of everyone listening. Yeah. <laughs> Wiping left and right. Oh, God. <laughs> why, why does anyone listen to this show? I'm such an idiot. <laughs> 
So in any event, I'm not in Craglorn, you know this. But uh, the fact is, is that I am watching what people are saying about it, and uh, no one's really enchanted by the, the veteran rank experience. They're kind of saying that it drags a bit. You gotta, well, you gotta think like how they've designed it. You're doing one veteran level in an entire zone. Like you know, like if you play it normally, one to fifty, you're gonna do. You're probably gonna do, you know, maybe eight, ten levels in that one zone. You know, in Oridon. What level was you? Like level sixteen when you left, maybe. Yeah. You go in there at maybe level two, level three, well, level probably level five, something. So you think you've got eleven levels you've done there, whereas in veteran, no, veteran, you you've got one zone is your leveling process. Now, will you get that level? You will because you get good XP for dungeons, world bosses, dolmens, and then obviously you get skill points for doing. Um, the main zone quests, should I say, like the main story that flows through the thingy quest. Didn't sound, made me sound very intelligent there. But yeah, all the, all the other quests, you, you know, you kind of get very little reward for. You know, you just get a little bit of gold, which is not scaled. And that that's an annoying thing I know people get. You know, if you go to Bleat Rock Isle, like as a Old Mary Dominion, you know, you're going to be getting 75 gold for completing a quest, which, which is maybe derisory. Um, mm -hmm. So yeah, some people, you know, people have issues with it. So you're you're basically leveling up uh, once per, once per zone. Yes. Okay. Yeah, I can I can I can see why people are saying, yep, it's a big grind. Uh, uh, some of our some of the people in our our community um, in in the uh, QGN TeamSpeak channel. They've they've said things like, "Yeah, we're going to give the game a little bit of a rest right now because uh, you know I've been playing a lot, kind of burned out." But really, once you get to those uh, veteran rank levels, uh, you know, leveling up is is uh, it takes quite a while. So uh, if you're hitting, if you're getting close to those veteran rank levels, okay, just be aware that you should expect to gain a rank. A, a level, a veteran rank level, per zone. Like, that should be what your expectations are at. Yeah. Uh, Lou, do you think... All right, now, I'm going to jump in this puddle again. I'm going to try and not miss the water. What do you think, guys? What do you think? Think I can do it? <laughs> Positive thoughts. Positive thoughts. Here we go. Oh, I actually... I, I know my girl screamed, but I actually made it without getting hurt at all. Yay me. <laughs> uh, Lou, do you think do you, you think this is where it should be? Do you think maybe the uh, the devs could could, you know, do something to sort of improve the quality of life of veteran rank leveling after 50? Uh, I believe they can. Do you think they uh, should? I yes, I think they should because as Moy pointed out for example, the smallest things, one of the basic things, the monetary payout for turning in quests. All right, there's no difference between being veteran rank 12 and being level 1 in the game. All right. Uh, if quests are supposed to be the main means for us to actually gain money, and 
as we level, things become more expensive, whether it's uh, you know buying resources, buying uh, things to augment our gear, ourselves, you know, it, they have to adjust the cost and the pricing of things. And I think the first thing they can do is actually, you know, balance the payout. You know, when we turn in quest, I mean, as a better ranked player, you know, I should be feeling or getting an epic payout for for doing and meeting the challenges. You know, for the quests. As it stands now, it, it, it you know, you can't, there's no real incentive. Okay. There, there's no incentive to. Wow, you got to really watch that, uh, that yeah. glaring eye. That thing hits hard. Yep. Yeah. Oof, man. <clears throat> there's no incentive for for what? Uh, to, to go out there and quest, uh, knowing that you get basically. Oh wow, nothing. <laughs> you know, nothing helps you. You know, it's the same yeah. money you receive. Like I said, when you were level one or twelve or twenty-four. You know, or if you're VR twelve. Yeah. There's virtually no no difference. So, uh, crispy crackers in the chat room saying, "Now I'm terrified of hitting level 50." Don't don't be don't be terrified. All right, you you have to know. Like we want you to know that the experience is going to be different, though. It is going to be, you know, one level per zone, and and to be aware of that. Um, uh, I go, think. Go ahead. Uh, sorry. Yeah. Carry on. I was going to say, and and also, the the difficulty. Is expert, you know, isn't exponential like the one to fifty. Like you know, you were talking, you had to pull sage, and you was talking about nurse to to Duisha and things like that. Even at the hard, you know, even at the hardest that that fight was, it doesn't compare to a veteran fight with a harvester. Let's say because they're one of them, you know, they're probably one of the toughest um, creatures in the in the game. I would say are the harvesters. Mm -hmm. Now, like they are ridiculously hard <laughs> honestly they, they're ridiculously hard to kill uh trolls and gargoyles i would probably say they're only dk's um probably have her army wearing dk's with who, who can reasonably survive and deal some damage who could even want to solo yeah but that's a th but that's a good thing in my opinion, in my opinion we've gotten some feedback from listeners as well saying that from both sides of the aisle of course, um, but we've gotten some feedback saying, yeah, you know what? I mean, I like knowing that when I when I play this game um, and I'm at uh, and I and I finally hit fifty and I get into some of those areas, I gotta. I also I kind of have to rethink my character a little bit. I gotta strap them in a bit and and figure out why this wasn't working, and I have to apply a little brain power. That can be a lot of fun for for some people. Uh, we've also heard we've also heard the opposite, saying that you know uh, my my build doesn't work anymore, and, and this is this is garbage, and I you know I'm angry and etc cetera, etc. Cetera. Um, which I think is kind of like the extreme case, you know. I think if you if you have like a real, if you lean too heavy on one particular thing in your build, I, I, you probably will have an issue, right, Maury? Uh, yeah, I mean, yeah, I, I, um, when I hit vet rank, I redistributed all my attributes into, into health, just to give me the survivability, and then made up the other ones, you know, uh, just with um, enchantments on my gear. Right. But yeah, I mean, like, let not being able to solo a troll at veteran rank may be a good thing, you know, you kind of said, but you also have to remember. 
that these are just regular quests. Now, when you have to do, let's say, 100, well, 60 quests in a zone to get one level, if you have to kill a troll to be able to complete one of the quests, you know, that you're going to get very little XP for, very little money for, like, it, that's where the grind comes in. You're getting face rolled by everything. And you're getting, you're not getting the return for it. In my, you know, in my opinion. Now I've done it. I, I got all the way to twelve. I've got the one thousand quest achievement in the entire game. You know, I, wow. I imagine there are a lot of vet twelves who don't have that. You know, I imagine they, some of them got in a group, grand art, uh, world bosses, getting the higher XP reward things. But I, you know, I did it the hard way. I did it the quest way. So it, you can do it. I didn't, you know. It took a while. You also have to remember that Zos classified veteran rank as their end game as well. They didn't just say it's part of the leveling, they said this is our end game. So yeah, it's gonna be hard. But with like raid end games and things like that, there is reward. There there's very little reward for getting veteran ranks. In my so, opinion. So yeah, so and I think your opinion and a lot of other people's opinion too, they're saying that that um, the reward system for for the the things that you're doing in the game is not necessarily uh, where it should be. I mean, it, as we're fighting around Craglorn, I mean, I noticed it here. If this is the test server, then I'd say while I'm testing the server, I don't like the fact that when I kill a, a boss, I get twelve gold out of it. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, I mean, that's just. I, I mean, I got I got an epic that was fantastic. I don't think I need to get an epic every single boss I kill. I think a chance for an epic to drop for the big boss in the area needs to be there, and it looks like it is. But for a mini boss, 12 gold? I don't necessarily think that's balanced either. No. All right. Um, we're going to end this discussion in a few minutes. Lou, I'll give you the final the final word. Well, I, I just want to say this. I mean, Craglorn is out. Crypt of uh, Hearts is coming out uh, soon, mm -hmm. in a few weeks. And... You know, Zoss is learning, okay? You know, yes, there were some problems that came out with Craglorn. But, you know what? The learning, they're fixing them. And hopefully, you know, in Crypto Hearts release, it'll be a much smoother uh, turn. And uh, I think we just need to give Zoss the time to grow and learn from their mistakes. And we will get a really good product. And we are getting a good product. I mean, this is amazing. Well, even though we died. <laughs> oh, yeah. We've been getting our butts handed to us with this boss. Yeah, this fight's not going easily. This is tough. I mean, we definitely need a tank for this one. <laughs> right. But, but, you know, the fact means though, this is some really fun content that we're seeing right here. We're sharing with the viewers. Yeah. Okay. With our fellow podcasters. And, uh, you know, if they keep this up, this level of quality, this type of content, you know, it, it just makes me eager to see what else they've got up their sleeve. You know, I'd like to see the wall of crazy. Yeah. <laughs> Without a doubt. All right, guys. Well, uh, that is, that is our show. Um, I do appreciate everyone here for, uh, for listening in, of course, for, for hanging out with us. Um, I had a great time and, uh, I, I suspect that, that many of you, had had a had a very nice time as well. We did we did good, right, guys? Yeah, I think we did pretty well considering we we're three people. 
<laughs> yeah, I think we had a good time. I think the show was was entertaining, if any, if nothing else. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think it was definitely entertaining. I've had a, I've had a fun time. It's been nice uh, trying Craglone with you guys. It's been uh, it's been good. Absolutely. Well, uh, we're going to get into it, guys. So right here, QGN community, how do you join us? Well, how to, how to uh, check up on, on everything here that we've got in, in Quest Gaming Network? Well, first, you're going to want to go to questgamingnetwork.com. If you're a fan of this show, you should check us out at elderscrollsofftherecord.com. If you want to email us, that's elderscrollsofftherecord at gmail.com. Twitter, we're at Elder Scrolls OTR. Uh, I'm Avarwin. You can follow me on Twitter at Avarwin. That's E V A R W Y N. Lou is at GamerGuy11B. That's G A M E R G U Y 11 B. And Moriku is at Moriku of Tamriel. That is correct, right? It's, it seems a bit long for a Twitter handle. No, it's correct. At Moriku I- of Tamriel. Yeah, because Moriku of Tamriel, Peasant King, didn't quite fit. Right, of course. I know. I, I so, could, that's a I bit had long. to shorten it. It's a bit wordy. <laughs> it's a bit pithy. Bit... Yes, well, you know, I, I like giving people a mouthful. Ugh. <laughs> just just wrap those letters around your tongue and ingest what is Mori. Let it, you know, salivate on those taste words. <laughs> Can you feel me in your mouth? Can you I... feel it, Mori? Um... So I don't really. I'm glad it happened now. If it was going to happen in the show, I mean, the show getting derailed. It's good that it happens now because we're going to end it. So Elder Scrolls Off the Record is a Quest Gaming <laughs> Network production in association with the Middle Earth Network. We're going to say goodbye. We'll start with Lou. Good night, everyone. Thank you all for joining us. Hope you enjoyed it. See you all again next time. And Maury. Viva Brazil! The World Cup 2014 is upon us. Get no, your soccer on, nerds. No one cares. Shut up. <laughs> Wait, who are they? Who are they, who are they playing with? Uh, Spain? No, Brazil played uh, Croatia tonight and won three-one. Um, See, so yeah, that proves that no one cares. <laughs> Be silent, New Yorker. You know nothing. <laughs> Lou, the whole world cares if the Yankees play, right? That's what they care about. <laughs> well, I mean, I ain't, ain't Yankees fan, but you know, football. Well, take care, everyone. Uh, This has been a a very, very, I'm very happy with this episode. Um, Take care, everyone. Be safe. And as always, may the foos be with you.